0: So donate to the fucking Patreon. All of you who are patrons to men online, I'm sorry to break it to you, but you're basically gay. You instead put a dollar bill in some guy's bulge. That's literally what you're doing when you're a man giving other men online money. You got a great bulge there today, Brandon. Sent me an article about how to make my bulge look bigger. He's that's, looking out for me. That's, that, that's real bro love. That's loyalty. I went and found the actual Getty uh, 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 photo. He's not even tucking his schlong here. I mean, he's got a you know pretty big package there. This is a joke. Exactly, Alex. A man with a penis, bulging penis. He's even got the sports enhancing testicles and Johnson. Large, flaccid genitals. He's packing an anaconda in his pants. Got some heavy firepower. Submit to them entirely. Welcome to Hidden in Plain Sight, time for another installment of the Solo Show Saga. Weird week this week. Weird week indeed. And by weird, I mean death. Specifically, the passing of former Prime Minister of Japan, Shinzo Abe. A many men, a many, many, many men, wish a death upon a man. Those were the last words of the former prime minister, according to sources. After he was assassinated by what appears to be a mentally unwell Japanese fella, I'm not going to name his name because I'm not trying to give him the fame he so wants. Actually, I'm pretty sure he thought Prime Minister, former Prime Minister, uh, Abe was uh, part of some, some odd group. I don't know. Do the Japs have their version of the Illuminati? I mean, the Yakuza, yeah. But that's just gang life. Like, those, that's just gangsters. That's not lizard people. Huh. I never thought about that. Does the Illuminati have... You know, like like em- the embassy system. Like, do they have embassies in every country, where there's a different, a different region-specific version of the Illuminati? Because you yeah, got to think it would be tough to control the entire planet. You know, with like seven people. But if you franchise it get yourself in, you know, all the big markets where everyone wants to be, well, then you, got some, then you got an infrastructure you can build on. There's potential there. And I expect, you know, having played the long game, the Illuminati would have figured this out. Further reporting by The Spectator, who decided this was a good time to explore Japan's apparently long history of political violence. Which, I, I mean, I get what you're going for there, but could give it a week. Uh, so according to the article in question, assassination, the sneak attack, ambush, are completely embedded in Japan's political and military tradition. Hence, the sneak attack on Russia's Port Arthur in 1904 and the attack on Pearl Harbor in 1941. That's an interesting way to, to describe the Japanese. To be like, hey, this is kind of just what they do, you know? They, they, they do sneak attacks. They're too cowardly to uh, confront you and shoot you in the front. A bunch of just sneaking slopes coming around, assassinating their leaders. Not, not exactly the best way to describe them. The article goes on to bring up seppuku which is odd because that's well it is violence technically it's also like a courageous thing to do like the right like if the pedophiles that got caught would just commit seppuku as penance for their crimes that'd probably satisfy some people cuz it's a brutal way to die you know stabbing yourself in the gut And then basically just gutting all of your intestines. Not a quick death either. So odd to bring that up because that's more tied to the uh, history of the honor of Japanese samurai. Because Japan has always been, if nothing else, honorable. Honorable. And I'm aware of the wartime atrocities. Everyone was guilty of it in World War II. Let's be honest. We were all doing some fucked up shit. It's just who won and who lost. And boy, did we win. So does that mean that their culture has a history of violence? All cultures have a history of violence. It's how the fuck they're still around. Or how they made gains. I think the Aztecs weren't prone to a little uh, violence. I feel like Sweden is the only one who gets away without violence, but that's because they have money and other people's money. If you have the rich and powerful people's money, that's better than like having an arsenal of nuclear bombs. None of the elites are going to let their offshore bank accounts get nuked. Fucking, we'll do that to Ukraine before they let their money get taken. Another interesting note this article likes to make is that uh, Japan's violent political culture carried over to a modernizing Japan during and after the Meiji Restoration. Samurai were resistant to changes that undermined their traditional role in society. Assassination by these regressive samurai became rife during this period. I'm going to draw a comparison here that I think will hopefully make sense. I think the Japanese samurai treated their katana and their right to bear katanas in a similar fashion to Americans in the Second Amendment. The responsible katana owners were not the ones committing any of the slayings. Those were people who had illegal katanas, and likely criminals with a long, checkered past. The urban areas is where all the katana fatalities were happening. Okay, the katana NRA, no member was ever responsible for a mass slashing. In terms of warrior culture, the samurai is one of the most honorable Most of the other warrior cultures were just really good at killing. The samurai had honor. And sweet knives. Now reportedly, the fella who shot old Shinzo Abe apparently used a homemade gun, double-barreled about 16 inches long and 7 inches wide. So, you know, he was handy. There's also a few other rumblings going about. One claim, coming from a tweet of Shinzo Abe said, I have information that will lead to the arrest of Hillary Clinton. Now, AP fact-checked this and said it was false. But let's be honest. Even if it's fake, you really can't rule the Clintons out. And that's credit to them. It's how good they are at knocking people off. Like, I don't know why they would want to, but... If they wanted to, they would. So I'm not going to give Hillary Clinton the benefit of the doubt. But we'll see. No second shooter theory. The only unfortunate, well, not unfortunate. I mean, unfortunate for me, because I would have loved to have talked about it. But uh, the only unfortunate thing was after he assassinated the former prime minister, he was quickly detained mostly because he got within, like, 15 feet of him, so that one's kind of on his personal security. And if we're going to go the JFK route, where there were multiple failures with his security, maybe that's what happened here. Did someone get to his security detail? Because if that's how you're going to have a lone gunman get a shot at the Jap- former Japanese Prime Minister, in a country where guns are very rare, you're going to need a lot of things to either go right, or be set up. Now, if, it might not have been Hillary, but you know who it very well could have been—the Chinese. I wouldn't be surprised if old Ji Jinping, you know, called up his boys and said, "I need a youth who assassinated the former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe." Because uh, he has a bigger dick than me. And there can be no one else with a bigger dick. At least that's what I assume they killed him for. I don't know. Communists, right? The other interesting thing that happened this week was the infamous Georgia Guidestones were blown up and then eventually torn down. Now, this occurred on July 6th. And the explosive device reportedly went off around 4 a.m. Now, the videos that have come out are very grainy. And uh, I'm calling bullshit on the fact that we're guarding what is a very expensive monument, regardless of your feelings about it. That shit costs a lot to make. I, I don't buy that we're, reco- we're uh, surveilling that in 480p. So I think those images that got released were blurred for a reason. Because it's not going to be that hard to figure out who fucking did this. Some early 20-something trying to make, you know, get clout for TikTok. I'm just surprised they didn't, you know, shoot a dance video in front of it before the bomb went off. Or did a tie-in with some artist's new release, you know, about being the bomb, as they often like to say the guide stones themselves are interesting for a few reasons well were r.i.p uh were interesting for a few reasons to me one they cost a ton of money to make and were not easy to make these were legit big ass fucking rocks that weighed tons it was called america's stonehenge for a reason but anyways, the inscriptions on the Guidestones read, uh, one, maintain humanity under 500,000 in perpetual balance with nature. For reference, there's like 7.5 billion people on the planet. So we'd have to lose quite a few. Depending on who, maybe not a bad idea. Uh, number two, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. This is for after the apocalypse happens, so that the plan was that humanity could come find these rocks and would learn, you know, how to rebuild civilization, I guess. Number three, unite humanity with the living new language. I think they could have done that instead of paying for the stones. For that type of money, you could go get a linguist to make a new language. I don't know how hard that is, but uh, enough money, you can do anything. Number four, rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Number five, protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Six, let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. That's an interesting note, because instead of globalization, this is arguing for the opposite of that, except pretty much with the UN. So really kind of arguing for what we already have. Uh, Number seven, avoid petty laws, and useless officials. I like that one. I actually think we should institute that one. This country's got way too many stupid fucking laws and officials we have no need for. You could automate Congress. They're all basically fucking automatons as it is. Just make an AI that vaguely knows politics and also knows how to take money from PACs And there you go. You got yourself a Congress member. Number eight, balance personal rights with social duties. Nine, prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. And number ten, be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. An interesting message indeed. Because it pretty much is just hybridizing a handful of new agey beliefs like calling whatever God is the infinite, that's very crystal bitch. In fact, I mean, whoever paid and designed this, paid for and designed this, is either a crystal bitch in man form or a man married to a crystal bitch. So, whoever did this definitely believes in crystals and chakras. I can assure you that. I mean, whoever did it made a good-ass bomb. It blew this shit up good enough that they just had to tear it down. But another interesting thing about this timeline is let's go back to July 4th, Independence Day. As I had mentioned previously, CERN was being turned on July 5th. On July 6th, the Georgia Guidestones are blown up. And now, just a few days later, former Prime Minister of Japan, Shinzo Abe, is assassinated. That's an interesting series of events. And, as I tweeted out, 5 plus 6 equals 11. July is the seventh month. Therefore, the culprits must indeed be the villains at Seven Eleven. Who the hell pays for guidestones? If I had one point five million dollars, I would go buy a wife, so that I could finally taste some pussy. That'd be cool. You know, Indian Illuminati. Having a long play, realizing, what do Americans love most? They're fat and lazy. What if they could go to one place? To get their four loco in their Slim Jim, we could poison them with their own food and get rich. Because that's brilliant. If you actually, you know, were studying Americans and wanted to figure out a way to both get in the country and infiltrate their communities, a 7-Eleven's perfect. They took, like, the New York bodega but made it, you know, Nice. Clean, well-run. I've always respected how well-run 7-Elevens are. Even the 7-Eleven at our old place in Canoga Park, where the lady who worked there didn't give a flying fuck about her job. And we all know that because she had two earpieces in the whole time listening to who fucking knows what. But the place still ran flawlessly. And she didn't give a fuck about masks, which was very funny. I remember asking her, do you guys care about the mask? After they had briefly lifted the ban in California, and she quickly went, no, I don't care. And that was it. And that's why she ruled. And I think that goes for most 7-Elevens. Even in Texas, it's still the same. They're very well run. And I'm suspicious of chains that are well run. With fast food chains, there's always that McDonald's or that Jack in the Box or that Taco Bell where you know I'm not fucking going there. Those people suck. There was a Popeye's once near a place I lived where the Yelp reviews were horrendous. Deservedly so. Every time I went there, it was shit. It's one thing to not care about your job, but if you don't care and suck, then it's a problem. So for, like, some of the 7-Eleven clerks... And store managers, you know, they don't have to care. They just got to make sure it all fucking runs right. So that's my theory. I think, I think 7-Eleven is behind these recent events. I think they took out Shinzo Abe. I mean, who else could it be? And also, anyone else is boring. Let's spice it up a little, folks. We've clearly jumped into a new timeline. I don't know what has changed... But I can tell it's going to get weirder. And it's accelerating quickly. Because that's exactly what you didn't want to see happen after they turned on CERN. Like, even I didn't expect it to immediately start fucking with stuff. I thought maybe it'd be a week. But to turn it on, and then have the Georgia Guidestones blow up, and then you have a prime minister assassinated... I believe there's a civil war in Sri Lanka that just ended because the people, you know, went to the capital and threatened to burn it down with their fucking, I don't know, prime minister or whatever in it until he resigned and left. Boris Johnson resigned. So there's a lot happening. And the timing seems a little too coincidental. Now, what if 7-Eleven is working with CERN? That's possible as well. I mean, who probably designed CERN? Indians, for being honest. They make great engineers. Their country could use a little help, but look, we're taking most of their best. Like the Nazis, you know, after World War II, we're taking a lot of India's best minds and using them for our advantage, which could be why they set up the 7-Eleven ruse. So maybe they're purposely feeding us their best minds. We're actually acting as spies. So that clerk at 7-Eleven could be sending intel to the Indian Illuminati. That's the only reason why they would actually know what was going to happen and why 7 could carry out this plan. Because it's almost 7-Eleven day. God knows what happens on that. We may see some wild shit on 7-Eleven Day this year. And if we do, remember who said it first. This guy right here. I also take no responsibility if someone at the 7-Eleven watches this and uses it as inspiration. This is a joke, folks. It's a joke until it's right. So interesting things happening. Another development Elon Musk's Twitter deal, not unsurprisingly, was terminated, uh, reportedly because Elon was unsatisfied with the data Twitter gave him regarding their spam bots and how many there are. Now, they say they're going to sue to try and make the deal go through. And a lot of people are jumping on this to make fun of Elon, but I looked at it as him just spending a billion dollars to fuck with a company he didn't like. And when you're the richest man on the planet, yeah, you can do that. You can break off a bill to tank Twitter's stock and make their employees have panic attacks at the thought of you taking over. So even if he doesn't end up buying it, money well spent. Money well spent. And I saw one particular article where it said that the uh, the stock options, Tesla stock options that he liquidated to help fund the initial Twitter purchase was around $8.5 billion and were set to expire. So I wouldn't put it past Elon to have done, done this not only to fuck with Twitter, but also, you know, even minus the billion dollars if he pulls out of the deal, still walk away with $7.5 net. That's thinking. That's thinking. And we know Elon planned this pullout because he never does it with women. It was reported he got another set of twins with one of his uh, employees who will reportedly you know, get promoted uh, to a higher position with better pay. You know, and that's that's the way those things should work, I think. Yeah, he shouldn't have fucked his employee, but look, if you do it and you get her knocked up, knocked up especially with twins, yeah, give that gal a promotion. She's earned it. Elon, of course, came out and just said he's trying to help, you know, the populate the uh, underpopulation problem we got. I think he just hates condoms, and for that I applaud him. Condoms suck. Elon only raw dogs. But going the King Solomon route is also something you can only do when you have that much money. When you're the richest man on the planet, you can pay child support on quite a few children. And I believe he's up to either 9 or 11, So those are good numbers. You know, he could probably get another five or six. And then he just, you know, freezes his cum. Starts, you know, doing the old Jeffrey Epstein, just impregnating random surrogates. Because he gets to like 30 kids. And that pretty much ends up being a thousand plus people spawned out of one nutsack. Elon likes to fuck. That's just the truth. And I I always applaud petty billionaires. There's no point in having fuck you money if you're not going to use it every now and then. And there's a lot of people who kind of wanted to tell Twitter, fuck you. And one of those people is old Jordan B. Peterson, who recently signed a deal with Daily Wire, and decided to uh, share some thoughts and uh, got banned from Twitter for tweeting about Elliot Page and how he's a woman who cut her boobs off. His words, not mine. I would never. So his account was uh, perma-banned unless he deleted it. But he's a man of principle, so he's not going to delete it. And uh, they released a video. We're only going to cover one small chunk. I'm going to do the rest of the video on the page. So if you want to see that, you can sign up. Uh, Patreon.com slash HiddenInPlainSitePod. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. Best Patreon I've ever seen. And let me tell you, you know, I've I've seen a lot of Patreons in my day. You know, I told them, I said, this is this is the best Patreon I've ever seen. Now remember, I warned you folks, back when he was, uh, the video came out of him shooting AK-47s and AR-15s and shit, going into war mode, transforming into the Punisher, because you can only wrong a man so many times. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Up yours, I'm just going to let it play we'll for a minute. It's who. so fucking fun. Up yours, woke He moralist. could not look. We'll see who cancels who. He could not look yours, anymore moralist. like an evil villain. If Dr. Evil, you know, had a PhD in philosophy, I don't remember. But uh, if Dr. Evil, you know, had hair and shit like that and was a professor this is the video he would film. Up yours, eh? These motherfuckers don't want no smoke. But just look at the face. That's a man on a mission. And that mission is the dead name. He's dead naming everyone. And I know there's a lot of folks out there watching who learned a lot from him and I enjoy the man myself but I love him turning into a cartoon character he's gone through a lot and it's showing a vengeful man is a fun one to watch cause he's letting it fly he's going from clean your room eh to fuck your room you know you should have cleaned it when I told you but you didn't and now we're here you want to be a dangerous man right Because a good man is a dangerous man with control. And right now, I'm out of control, okay. But I feel vindicated. We're about to see J.B.P. go into war mode. You know, like, imagine Confucius. After having been banned from, I don't know, ancient Chinese Twitter for deadnaming the emperor's trans son... Decided to just, uh, fight back. You know, Confucius say, oh, fuck are your pronouns. They're a stupid. A Confucius will a never delete that a tweet. Fucker, you a woke moralists. Or I don't know, maybe this is just how the evolution of these types of guys go. Gandhi eventually got to some pretty wild shit. So yeah, we'll we'll end with that, just a taste. I'm gonna cover the whole 15 minute video on the page, as I said, because it really is like an evil villain announcing his plans to go scorched earth on his enemies. And maybe villain is the wrong word. He's more like the Punisher at this point. He's an anti-hero. You know, you may not like his methods. But he's fighting the fight that needs to be fought. And he's doing it using witty allegories and room related metaphors. You know, no one can make a cleaning metaphor like old Jordan here. Uh, you want to follow us on the social medias? You can follow us uh, on Twitter at The Hidden Pod. Uh, on Instagram, you can follow me at Brandon Steel Hidden, and the show at Hidden in Plain Sight Radio. If you want to follow us on Instagram, it always always helps boosts the numbers. And the Patreon again is Patreon.com/slash Hidden in Plain Sight Pod. Well, that does it for the sixth installment of the solo show saga, Mbao.